Greetings, constant listeners. It's Michael Monroeville Mall Rothman. What you're about to hear is a clip from our latest feature over in the Barons, www.patreon.com slash the Barons. We're calling it Oops All Tangents, and you're probably wondering, what the hell is this? What, what, what did I sign up for? Uh, don't fret. Uh, now, if you look at our calendar for July, you'll notice that we had something called Shootin' the Shit Weasels, and we called it that because we wanted to stay on theme. We, you know, we are a King podcast, a Stephen King podcast, by the way. <laughs> and so we thought Shootin' the Shit Weasels would be fun. But everyone on our Discord which is available to all our patrons, uh, they always say, oops, all tangents, whenever we go off uh, the beaten path or you know, stray away from the beam. So we thought, hey, this is a better title. So we're gonna call this feature, Oops, All Tangents. Now, what is this? This is kind of our fl- free-flowing conversation that uh, we base on a topic that was submitted by our Overlook patrons, agreed upon by the losers, and then Sammy, a social media manager throws a poll up with those topics and then our overlook patrons vote on it and we had some good ones we had ocean gate which i really wanted to talk about uh we had uh david lynch movies how we started our podcasts or you know what we do outside podcasts and then of course scary stories to tell in the dark now because this is such a legacy series this one won out and look the, the losers were stoked to talk about it in fact we have a loser that you might not have seen or heard in a while, unless you listen to Halloweenies. Uh, so enjoy this and this little clip that we have here. And if you want to hear the full thing, you can get it over at www.patreon.com slash the Barons. Now, I know I, you get these clips all the time and you're probably thinking, God damn it, another fucking clip. I can't handle this shit. <laughs> I get it. I know it. it's 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 it's, uh, it's troubling, but we've got some great content in there, and it's it is really worth, you know, the the, the what they say the price of admission, and that's hours upon hours, hundreds of hours of content, uh, deep dives of stuff that you've that no one's ever talked about. I'm just gonna say right now, no one's ever talked about it. So we've got the Stephen King archives, we got the Dark Tower Detour, we got commentaries for all your favorite Stephen King movies. Uh, we've got spinoffs like Talking Hawkins. We have a Michael Crichton podcast. We don't stop. And it's pretty emblematic on our main feed, also in the Barron. So if you want all that, including this episode, go to www.patreon.com slash the Barron's. Had too much coffee today. And uh, we'll see you there. I'm interested in the, in the gateway idea because we hear that term all the time now. And it's mm-hmm. always about stuff for babies, uh, <laughs> like spooky stuff for babies. And I'm like, that's, I think, what differentiates uh, you know, the real heads from the, the fake ones. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm purposely being kind of an asshole. I'm not dead serious. I'm not, I'm not a gatekeeper, I swear. But no, I think like, you know, if you came up with scary stories to tell in the dark, that shit's scary now, like still. And, but the thing that makes it, the thing that appeals to children, I think were the illustrations, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, it, and because they were fantastical and, uh, grotesque in a way that, um, I think was very appealing to children because they were identifiable creatures. A lot of them were in the same way that like fucking Big Bird and Snuffleupagus, right? Like I think I think some of these creatures imprinted themselves on my head in the same way like Joe Camel did uh, because they were such um, – they were so identifiable by – the shape of their bodies, the looks on their faces. I think, you know, I, I can't remember the name of the exact creature, but like it was in the movie, the scary stories movie, the, the, the kind of hulking uh, rectangle shaped woman. Oh yeah. yeah. The dream. Uh-huh. Like the that. Dream, and then yeah. um, like 
that is such a one of a kind image. I've never seen anything like that before. And I didn't even read the story. I think the first times I flipped through that book, I just stared at the image. Yeah. Uh, you know, these were books. I It's very funny. Like I read these in elementary school as well. They were on the bookshelf, you know, like we had, you know, usually I guess like around lunchtime, they'd give us a half hour to just play or fuck around. And there was like a bookshelf and I was a little dork. So I was always flipping through all the books and we would all fight over the scary stories books because there was only mm -hmm. three and the kids would all like either gather around or like one kid would hog them and then we would like say it's my turn you know like everyone fight? wanted like that. actual fighting? i beat the shit out of actual children and this is yeah. like when i was older too because i went back this was and, only two um, weeks ago when i you were revisiting it this no i yeah. see it like over the top like just arm wrestling for the books you know? <laughs> <laughs> you've got your hat on you're like when I, when I go for the scary story books I, I turn my hat like this it's like a switch <laughs> and then um I, yeah i like i like I love these books and because I think that there was something so genuinely scary about them and and you know people died in them and uh people like were maimed and people were injured and there the ghosts were horrific and scary but half the stories would end with a joke right like it would end with kind of a punchline but they mm -hmm. were never not scary and that's why I think they were so uniquely suited for children and something that I feel like hasn't been able to be easily replicated uh it's why these three volumes I think ring out so much is uh I think the you know and I mean like I think early goosebumps is a a close cousin but mm -hmm. even then because those those early goosebumps at least again like people still died like things could get dark in those books but they had the same sense of playful grotesquerie uh but well, you mentioned they, the artwork randall right and the yeah. goosebumps series just the it artwork alone as... was very bubblegum yeah, yeah. exactly and there was nothing bubblegum about the covers or the illustrations in the scary stories books at and least also the first run the first right ones, yeah and also like the goosebumps books were made to be um appealing to kids in the sense that they're about kids like they're mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. uh, kids who are just like us who wear the same clothes we do and go to the same schools we do the scary stories books are not a lot of them feel like period pieces right or they take place in these sort of like uh dilapidated sort of silent hill towns that uh mm -hmm. that you know only exist in scary movies right like that was well most the of them also deal with adults they don't deal with kids yeah. right yeah that's the yeah. other thing about them and they're so well, it's so interesting tales, that the drum yeah they're folk tales yeah mm -hmm. and like so i don't know so i think that that to me was there were so many ways in as a child that i feel like we don't trust kids nowadays to do and you know kids are so into horror i and you know it's like I feel like there's so many uh, kid-friendly horror things that are made these days. Like, um, you know, like, say, uh, what's the franchise I'm looking for? Like, Scooby-Doo was always, like, when we were kids, the closest thing we could get to, you know, horror. Mm -hmm. That was, you know, like, a, a cartoon that we could watch on TV. Now I feel like every franchise has its, like, Halloween-themed things. And yeah. I, have a, I have a couple friends with kids who their kids are, like, obsessed with horror. Like, they love the Garfield Halloween thing, you know, or they love the... Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of other. I don't. I don't watch. What about like shit, um, so. Scooby Two, uh, Zombie Island, or whatever that's called? Yeah. Everybody loves well, that. that. You know. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like that stuff is. Kids are so drawn to that, and I and I I think that's great. But I do wonder. It's like what what would happen if you put 
like today's kids down with the scary stories books. And I know a lot of people do, but I feel like we don't have those options as much anymore aside from these like three volumes. Although, Jen, you have two extra books with you. I do. Are they, yeah. Are these like n- the new the new thing when it comes to the scary stories? Yes and no. One is I just got this one, so I haven't read it yet, but it's the irresistible fairy tale, the cultural and social history of a genre. So this is like about fairy tales, but this one is the Encyclopedia of Urban Legends, which is like Ooh. the coolest book ever. It's super nerdy, but I just I fucking love this shit. Um, and I think like these are like campfire tales. And like when you think about Goosebumps books, those are chapter books and they are meant to like be a continued story. And I mean, they're not as long as Stephen King, but they're most of them are like 70, 80 pages. And these, a lot of them are two or three pages. And mm-hmm. I think that kids these days would be better off if they could read stuff like this because a lot of kid horror there's like there's a safeness to it which is good I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that's bad but kids learn resilience by being put in stressful situations when they are surrounded by people that can help them work through that like I was listening to this podcast that said one of the best things you can do to keep to help your kids with anxiety is send them to summer camp because they're away from you they get Mm-hmm. stressed and there are people that are trained I mean if you send them to the right one I guess to help them through that and I think like one of the best defenses that I've ever read of scary stories to tell in the dark because they were banned in a lot of um, libraries is that it helps kids put a face on fears they can't understand you know Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states including stories of mass shootings serial killers and lesser known murders Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. 